This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this here, the Next Lander Podcast. If this is your first time with us, here are the rules. Keep your hands inside the podcast at all time. There is no roughhousing, uh, no backward skating, and uh, you're a, you have to have a good time. You know what I'm saying, Brad Shoemaker? You know what I'm saying? You will get wet. You might get soaked. That's right. That's right. Alex so- Navarro. Soaked by what, though? Who can say? Any other additional uh, uh, recommendations for the crowd? First 14 episodes, splatter area, watch out. Watch out. They, You do not want to go near those uh, those first episodes. Uh, it looks like Damp. watermelon, but it's snot. It's yeah. snot. You get it? It's snot. It looks like watermelon. Yeah, no, I get it's, it. No, it's, but it's snot. I don't... Wait, hang on. I don't understand. Maybe you could just it's like, it's like, like clarify. It's not, but it's snot. It's like mucus from your nose. Go this, on. Yeah, so you ever see um, someone sneeze and then stuff flies out of their nose? That oh. is snot. Love when that happens. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, so do I. I really, really get a kick out. Really what is good. this bit? What are we doing? I don't know. Just yes ending. <laughs> right? Better, Dude, better I do too. And I know you know what I'm saying. Yes, oh my God. Uh, for sure. Yes, and uh, this is it, the Next Lander Podcast. You're listening to it here. We're gonna <laughs> we're back from a, a extended weekend here in the States. A little bit of uh, uh, time off. Feeling a little punchy. A little punchy. I just I got uh, sunburned on my scalp. Oh, oh no. no. It's like you put the suntan lotion all over the exposed areas, but you don't think to rub it up in your hair. Oh, I do. And then the next thing you know, there's a nice little red <laughs> ring right around your hairline all the way Ouch. around your head, and it looks silly. I've begun to learn that lesson <laughs> in my lifetime. That's right. Uh, the uh, the sun don't the sun has found the top of my head to be fine purchased for its UV rays, uh, and putting uh, putting suntan lotion in the remains of what is the top of my head stinks. It's, uh, it's not fun. It's not a fun. Th- I just wear a hat. Just gotta wear a hat. Just gotta wear a hat. It's me. Old. You do wear a lot of hats. I do wear hats. 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 Now that's my thing. I'm a hat guy. Metaphorically and literally. Yeah. A lot. Look at all these hats. Sometimes. It's a baseball cap. Sometimes it's a baseball cap. Uh, sometimes it's a fancy. One time I saw you in a beret. Sure. Sometimes it's a fancy hat that I think I really can't pull off and should not be wearing. And then uh, that usually lasts a little bit. And then I go back to just the old, the old ball cap. Because you know me, Vinny Caravella, shortstop. Um, yep. I'm a, I'm a baller. Baseball. Oh, you like to play baseball? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Yep. Uh, pitch, catch, jump around, mm-hmm. outfield, second base. Other, I mean, third base, first base, uh, pitch hitter. Boys of summer. Boys, yeah, that's it. Uh, Old Durham. Pop fly to McGillicuddy. That's right. That's right. Climb the wall of the big green monster. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what they call me. We're here to talk about video games and news. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the Artful Escape Fist forged in Shadow Torch. Lake. Lake. Which? Lake. 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 And Golf Club Wasteland and uh, maybe some other stuff. And then we're going to get to the news a little bit later on in the show. But uh, um, if you if you don't know, we have another podcast called The Ramblecast. How did yesterday's Ramblecast go? It's okay. Oh, just yeah. fine. Pretty good. As Will? It was, he's doing well. He's good. In the, he's in the desert. Oh, from what? Brad and Will made a tech pod. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that. Uh, he's in I the desert. I'd, Yes. No, I need to listen to that ramble. They, they they went off to a different place to be indoors for a while. <laughs> okay. As opposed to the default place. A much hotter place. place, it seems like. Yes. Instead of the default place, they've been indoors for the last, uh, what are we up to? 16 months? 17 months? Too long. 18 months? Too 18 long. months. Maybe 19. Yeah. Who's counting? I don't know. I had to record and produce that the whole thing and get all the chapter stuff right. So that's all I can remember from that podcast is trying to make it work. We uh, talked a lot about Ghost of Tsushima, okay. uh, working in communications at a game studio, oh, and Star Trek. Star Trek. You know, the three big topics. Oh, and, the Ramblecast. And, and eating cake at a movie theater. Oh, yes. Oh. Ice cream. Well, maybe I don't want to listen to this Ramblecast. Ice, ice cream. Well, we, we mostly theater. recommend against doing that. So. Oh, good. Good. I, uh, I, uh, we went away, which was good for this weekend, which was a nice change of scenery. It's good. A uh, good change of scenery, as they say. Yeah. And sometimes I, it's good to be indoors in a different place. Yeah. Well, we were mostly outdoors. We went from okay. where we stayed at the, basically the hotel to never stepping foot inside any of the attractions or, or whatever, uh, that were there. So I was eating outside. It was mostly walking around outside. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's, as I've had this conversation with my wife, it's not, it's not about us. It's, it's you know, it's about making sure the kids are entertained. And, uh, I, yes. I had fun because they had fun, but I am tired. Uh, yeah, I am. I get uh, it. That's, um, I'm right there with you, man. I also had to entertain a child this weekend. Did you? Yeah, we went up away. We went up to the like Woodstock area for a couple of days, uh-huh. uh, stayed at a place, and we brought the kitten with us. Ah, baby kitten. How did that? Yeah. Did the, did the, was the kitten entertained? Mostly, yeah. I think she, one, was both intimidated and super into having a bigger space to run around aimlessly in. Okay. Uh, and she did not freak out when we put a harness and a leash on her and took her out into the grass. Wow. Yeah. I was, uh, immersed in somewhere between two and, two, two, let's say, eight human children for wow. a good child weekend. Wow. That's, so, that's a pretty big range as well. Pretty, and pretty stiff. Yeah. Pretty, you know, thorough, okay. thorough view on the situation of... If the kids are happy, everyone is happy. The kids are happy. Like that's everyone's happy. That was that was yeah. the theme for sure. Inverse, very much true. Kids are unhappy. Ain't nobody happy. Mm. Ain't mm. nobody happy. But I think there the is, kid- in fact, a wide radius of no <laughs> one who is happy. Yes, the the not happy kid uh, 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 ripples extend further than I think even the happy kid ripples. We uh, call that the unhappy kid exclusion zone. So. Um, yeah, it was it was nice to just be in a different spot. I, you know, I kind of uh, I'm kind of a homebody, so it's tough to get me out of the house anyway. But it was good to be out and kind of in somewhat a form of nature. Uh, I had I had a moment with some out of town guests in that exact vein on Friday of like, oh, the kids are with grandparents. Let's just hang out for a little bit. We got <laughs> some time. Why don't we just get a six pack and some snacks and just hang out in the living room of this hotel suite? Oh. And that was my idea. And then it was very much made clear to me, like, no, the kids are not here. We are going out. We are going to go <laughs> yeah. out to where people are and scenery uh, is. And we are going to look at both people and scenery. We are going to eat food that costs 10 times more than what you were suggesting hmm. because it's an experience and it's what people do. Yeah. And I was like, as soon as we got there, I was like, oh, right. Doing things, going out in public, making memories. That's what that was. Yeah. I had forgotten. I immediately recognize the value now of actually going out and doing some stuff. Like I, you don't like the gray slurry of the last 18 months of every day, basically being the same thing. Five minutes into that happy hour. I was saying like, like the last six hours have been more memorable than the entire Hmm. 2021 up to this point before it. I will. I was happy that, um, even in the, the state that, uh, I was in, which was pretty, pretty anxious about you know being around out there that it was even a thing we could do like I, my yeah. brother who's in australia right now i think they're back on their lockdown i should check in i haven't talked to him in a week but like they're you know it's again they they go in and out you know the state of things around the world and the country very yeah very there's different. like still decisions to make like we we all collectively decided we were very much like let's only eat outside mm-hmm. let's not sit inside a restaurant but boy were those restaurants full of unmasked people everywhere oh yeah yeah just crammed yeah. And that's in that's so. yeah. That's um anyway. Yeah. Anyway, stuff. I was Life. I was happy to have again a change of scenery which was good. Even if it was in the car for an hour and a half, <laughs> even that was different. Uh but I did uh I did when I got home, I played a little uh video game ness. Got the got the controller in my hand, jumped right back down and said um boy, back 
back to the video games. Here we go. And uh, jumped into the Artful Escape. Speaking of escapes, the Artful mm-hmm. Escape. What a strange game. What a strange Truly. game. I think I love it. <laughs> I, think I, think I, I think I like it. I think, I, I think, I think I, I'm somewhere in between the two of you. I think I love it. It's definitely... It's definitely the best narrative rhythm platformer starring Bob Dylan's <laughs> nephew going on a cosmic voyage of discovery that's come out this year. Yeah. When you put it like that, yes, I will agree with that. I, well, I it's think got, it's, it's got a strong identity. It's um, I, I so the, the artful escape is uh, I think it's on Xbox game pass and it's also available on steam. Uh, I feel like, I feel like you Whenever Annapurna puts something out, you have to say it's an Annapurna joint. Yes, like, yes, that's right. Just like a just like a Devolver game must be disclaimed as such. Uh, you also have to say, "Hey, it's an Annapurna game," and sure enough, Jason Schwartzman is in it, and Lena Headey and Carl Weathers. Yes, um, and um, Lena Headey is really good in it. By the way, like I don't know if you've encountered her character much, she, but like, I, I she assume, seems like she's having fun. I assume is she the British accented? large yes. space creature yes yes with with rhythm buttons on its face yes yes okay. that, that is not uh, the, the, that, the british accented one is probably the one that gives it away most things have rhythm buttons for faces uh in that game it's um so it, the game the setup for the game is pretty much as brad just said it is you are for all intents and purposes bob dylan's uh nephew in a you might as well be jacob dylan (laughs) so i Uh, I completely forgot about the existence of jacob dylan as i assume many people have at this point come on the wallflowers one headlight everyone loves that song one headlight was a pretty iconic song in the year it was released i will give you that but I forgot there is actually a prominent Bob Dylan nephew out there <laughs> on which the story is probably modeled. Mm. Um, this is the but first imagine, di- sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was saying, just imagine if Jacob Dylan, instead of going the light adult contemporary alt rock route, decided that he was way into Dragon Force style power metal shredding. Yeah. So does the beginning of this game feel sort of like a Wes Anderson movie to anyone? For sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, the first 45 minutes or an hour of it when it's like that, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. And then it gets really strange. <laughs> and that's when I got really into it. Like you see, just you see hints of it. Like, you know, he's up on a cliffside and like he's trying to play folk music because he's feeling all this pressure because he has to play his first show at the celebration of his uncle's iconic album, the not Bob Dylan <laughs> release. Uh, but then occasionally he th- sets aside the folk music and goes on this like, ridiculous cosmic shredding session yeah and it gets very and it gets very psychedelic here and there and then it goes all the way psychedelic and then it gets very cool it, it's like it, dude literally gets like drafted into some kind of crazy space adventure i'm not far enough in to know exactly like the way it's gonna go dark yet but like the basic premise is that this co- like this cosmic space music genius drafts you to be his opening act on whatever the hell it is that he's involved in and so you end up in the far reaches of the universe discovering your artist self yeah so like the, the point i was trying to make is that it feels very twee and earnest for the first 45 minutes or whatever you know you're just kind of wandering around this town full of other folk singers yeah and it seems like it's kind of just that and then the aliens show up and then it all goes very weirdly sideways in a very delightful way it's and, there, of, and there is a lot of wailing in that game. Like there is just oh, a yeah. lot of amazing guitar shredding. Like there is straight up a shred button. You just hold you, it down. You, you hold, hold down the down. button and he just shreds and shreds and shreds and never stops. 
Are you guys like me? When you're running around, do you only hold down the shred button unless, you know, you're directed to do something else? Pretty much. I mean, you know, there's you can hit it in midair and get kind of an extra flourish. Yeah. Right. So That's occasionally you want to let off of it and jump and then shred again. It's a lot. It's a lot of wailing. It is. Um, yeah. and, and sliding. It, it's like. um. It, it, it's got this real Zaphoid Beeblebrox kind of like uh, space. Um, yeah space kind of um you're like the person who is enlisting you is like the greatest sure. uh, uh, showman in all the universe and is enlisting you for the show and you're i mean this is all in the background of you wanting to ditch or get out from underneath the shadow of your would-be dylan-esque uh uncle and be like ah, but i just want to shred and you're kind yeah. of a sci-fi nerd as well and uh yeah you're recruited so the gameplay I'm going to say the gameplay for me is not hitting like the, the running, the going from left to right through the environments is fun and awesome. And shredding to lights, holding the shred button as you light things up is a lot of fun Yeah, and jumping and do and doing a big windmill, uh, kind of a uh, slam on the guitar is very nice. Uh, but then the kind of Simon esque, um, uh, oh, uh, it's not Simon esque. It's just Simon. <laughs> it's just straight up Simon. The, the, so you reach these points where you hit pads where, you know, you'll play Simon against, or with in conjunction with someone else to kind of open a, a door or a gate and then kind of move forward uh, is interesting, but you know, it's not, it's 20, it's a $20 game. I should say that. So the, and I think it's about four to five hours long. From it's, what um, I've seen you, you can kind of track the chapter select. Like it does seem to be pretty short. Yeah. It's an experience. I would say. Yes. And it, yeah. Yes. It's and, not, it's not like an action platformer where the platforming is the point. Like, yeah, the platforming is just kind of the thing that they have you do from set piece to set piece. I do kind of wish, like, I don't hate the Simon stuff. It doesn't crop up enough to where it feel really feels like that weighty or consequential. I kind of wish it was more of a rhythm game. Like, yeah, I just wish there yeah. was, like, a little something more there I, underneath. And I wish it was a little more responsive. Like, the very first time they teach you how to do it, like, toward the end, they sh they play a pattern, but they're like, now put your own spin on it. Like, play your own embellishments and your own timing. Yeah. And so I was trying to do my own timing, and, like, the notes don't respond as fast uh. as you can hit the buttons. So I was like, I, I feel like I can't improvise in the way you just asked me to. Well, so there are some sections that are freed from that Simon part where you actually can play the notes you the way you would on a Simon thing, but like without the actual minigame attached to it. And that actually seemed more responsive than the Simon minigame itself. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I look I, to that. It's weird. I, um... Like I said, I like it. I, I I don't know if I love it. I like it. I think it's I think it's a cool experience for twenty bucks. I, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it I is. love that it's going for such a yes. specific and yeah. strange Let's, thing, and just throwing all its weight behind it, the it, visual feast that yes. accompanies it, and the writing and the acting. Like yeah. you know, again, it's full yeah, it's of, good. It's full of actual celebrity actors, and I think the writing is quite good. And it's just like, you know. It never fully lets go of that twee earnestness that I was talking about at the beginning, because like. You know, he's got he's got that constant refrain of how does he phrase it? Like, like I could become someone entirely else or something. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's very clearly like working on a stage persona in his head that he wants to embrace to like get out from under the shadow of his uncle and stuff like that. And like that is very uh, sincere to a fault. So what did you name? But what did what was your name for him? What did you give him for his stage persona? I tried to type in Aloysius Moon Rocket. OK, OK. But it was too long. So I'm surprised I, you knew how to spell Aloysius without looking it up. I I I checked myself afterwards and I got okay. one of two accepted spellings. Apparently, it My, means famous warrior in German. Okay, oh, okay. But I, it wouldn't fit, so I had to truncate it to Aloysius Moons with a Z. Okay, that seems to fit. Mine, 
Mine was Led Asner. That's pretty okay. good. I well, like then. it. That's a good uh, alternate persona. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also uh, a tribute to a to a to recently deceased actor Ed Asner for sure. L- for sure. L E D. I assume not. Yes, okay. of course. Just making sure. Um, mine was like yeah. It's poop. it's a neat experience, and I like it's one I want to finish just because yes. I want to see where it's, it's going. I, I like I like that it's like it's tight and it moves. You know, like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make you linger on like tedious gameplay sequences too long. Like yeah, it, just, it it takes you from place to place like pretty rapidly. You know. I think my favorite parts are when you're really hauling ass, like sliding down a thing, shredding on a guitar, and you hit a big yeah. jump. And you, it's, and you, jo- and you, it's, yeah. it's joyous. There is a yeah. joyous quality to that game that is really fun to just kind of just just go with it, man. I don't, I don't just know, if, shred. I don't know if if Carl Weathers is the is the the best for that role, though. I'm gonna say I think uh, I, I'm like, nothing against fun. nothing, nothing against, against Carl Weathers, but like. Um, maybe I can't, I just can't unhear Carl Weathers as he's, as he's like trying to get through like, yeah, baby, let's go. And it's just like, eh, you know, okay, you're, you're pulling it off for sure. But this, a, that's a, that's a cast. Like, I don't, it feels like at some point they've reached out to Bootsy Collins as people and he <laughs> okay. probably was not up for, for acting, but like, it definitely feels like they're going halfway between a Bootsy Collins and a Jimi Hendrix. Do you know, do you know who plays the alien brain in a jar? Creature. That's Jason Schwartz. Is that, I, I figured. I thought that was Jason yes. Schwartz. Yes, that's pretty good. Sure. Yes. yes, I think that that is a very good performance. Yeah, that's that's uh, a lot of fun. And the lead it's, guy too. Like he's, it, I had never heard of the actor before. I guess he was on like the MTV Teen Wolf series, mm-hmm. but like he's good yeah. as the main character. Yeah. yeah, all the all the acting is good. All the writing is good. Like it's it is it's it is. I started to call it a pure story game, but that's not true because it does have like a little bit of the rhythm elements and a little bit of the platforming. But it is so light that it is predominantly a story game to me. Yes. Yeah, I, but, I would agree with that. But one, the one that again really just moves and feels like you can just sink your teeth into it and go, and not you know it's not like a fifty-hour visual novel or something. It's just a very tight. It's uh, word I'm looking for. Um, brisk, like it's just a brisk mm-hmm. experience. Like it feels like you just go places. Yeah, and those places are all pretty interesting looking. And it, yeah, and it looks it looks pretty damn good. Like the art design on a lot of those environments because it's very outlandish and surreal and, and psychedelic in a lot of spots. On Game Pass, so if you're in that ecosystem, definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, jump in there. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's neat. I like again. I don't think I love it, but uh, I'm enjoying my time with it. Uh, yeah, I, I, the reviews came out this morning, and I kind of saw a lot of that sentiment of like, ah, oh, it doesn't play amazingly. Like, it's very charming, but it's not an amazing game. And like, I'm fine with that because the game elements are so superficial. I think Annapurna is still killing it. I think yeah. they're still. I'm, I, I appreciate what they're putting out. It's, you know, well, they needed a win after the last one. I think, I think the discourse has moved on from 12 minutes. At this point. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think everyone got what they needed. They wrung that thing dry and it's like, okay, on to the next. Well, I mean, nobody, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody bats a thousand, right? That's yeah. right. But yeah. And at least that, you know, I'll, I'll give this game, that game credit. It was an interesting failure. Yeah, it, was interesting. it wasn't a boring People one. were talking yes. about it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hey, sometimes that's all that matters. Uh, yeah. Again, I for twelve minutes it's just to say I appreciated what it was trying to do, but somehow it made a left turn somewhere and just never came back onto the highway. It made some choices and yeah. those choices were not good. <laughs> yeah. If if they could rewind time and make a different choice, maybe that would be yeah. the uh, the better way to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, like even questionable story decisions aside, though, that game just didn't always play amazingly. No, but, but no, I think I think this this game is this is a game that it just. Is very accessible, very easy. This to game does into. not get in your way no, when you are trying to enjoy. It's much more it. limited in what it's, it's going it's, for in that right, scope. But it's yeah. But the, the focus is there, and it's just very pleasant. Yeah, 
it's it's not tripping over itself for sure. Uh, another game that came out um, recently, Fist, forged in Shadow Torch. Uh, you play as a first citizen. First citizen. Uh, sure. First citizen. There's some kind of resistance movement. It's a they describe it as a diesel punk city. It might as well be Midgar. Yeah. Okay. Like it extremely looks like the Final Fantasy VII remake. See, now I have rep point of reference for that. Yeah, there you go. It extremely looks like that vision of Midgar from from that remake. Uh, And you are... You're a rabbit in a mech suit. Uh But but, but an angry rabbit, not like a cute rabbit. He's a very... He's a grumpy rabbit. Things have gone poorly for the rabbit. Uh, It's a Metroidvania. It is a Mm. melee-focused Metroidvania. I'm not super deep into it. I don't know if if any of you may have gotten further than um, I did. I've gotten at least two of the weapons and make, making my way through the maps, uncovering the maps, percentages of maps. It's super I, that. It's yeah. very much that. It's a lot of, a lot of passages, a lot of like, Hey, smash this wall to open a corridor and uncover more map and get upgrades. It's also very, um, I actually switched the VO over to, uh, what I assume is Chinese. It's in, it is, uh, very yeah, a Chinese, much Chinese developer. Yeah. Okay. Very, very much steeped in, uh, kind of Eastern vibes. Like, sure. like you're, um, you're, you're getting a lot of that from, from the game. And so the English, while the VO, I think is pretty good. The writing is a little clump. Yeah. Clumsy. Some of those, mm. some of the cutscenes are pretty stilted. Yeah. And the, with the English interactions for sure. Uh, it's, it's got like a weird, it's, it's almost like a like a dub quality to it. And I, I switched yeah. it over and then I switched it back where they're like repeating names in ways that you could yes. not kind of naturally wouldn't do. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. It was a lot of very like, I am reading the dialogue on this page. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, you need to get the, the, what are they called? Something with the drill, the like reinforced drill, the reinforced drill is going to be over here where they keep the reinforced drill. And you're like, Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, the, the action, Action is all right. Like you, you kind of have a quick switch on your weapons. You're you're buying a lot of combos. Yeah. Um, you, you're Maybe. trying to rock paper scissors some some people. Some guys have shields. Some guys don't. You're getting behind people. Generally enjoyed the action. Uh, you have um. So the 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 weapon you start with the fist you start with is um the arm off of a giant mech suit and it's just kind of attached to your back. Uh, and you during some war some resistance. Uh, used to pilot the mech suit, but all they could get working again was the arm for this thing, and and so you're kind of running around with that. You could throw guys; that's kind of fun, and um, you gotta kind of have to. I f- I found it kind of unforgiving at the beginning, like the combat. You have, you have a dodge, but it doesn't go through guys, or yes. through enemies. Like it doesn't have iframes, as far as I can tell. And there's kind of some klutzy jumping over enemies and jumping over projectiles to dodge and not take a bunch of damage early on. Like it's elegant not necessarily the word i would use to describe the combat i didn't mind it so much i like um maybe maybe i'm not remembering the early stuff you do get you get like a double jump you get um you got a bunch of mid-air combos that are good for taking down yes it it gets much better after you start unlocking combos on the skill tree because you get faster attacks and attacks that can incapacitate enemies much faster the platforming can be a little tedious and the checkpointing can be a bit tedious too uh this is also a, this is a thirty dollar game, and I feel like not that the the price of the game should dictate how the game plays, but it does feel on the scale of a budget, more budget game. This, it, yeah, that thought occurred to me. I mean, it sounds kind of harsh, 
But it does, but like it, the thought of it being kind of budget occurred to me as I was playing it. There are places but, where you're like, this could probably use more polish and more right, time. But, but I mean, some of the best tightest playing games in history were like 10, 15 bucks. You it's know? true. So like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the, the price yeah. should not dictate that, but it is one of those things that maybe it is overreaching its budget a bit, or yeah. maybe, maybe it couldn't, couldn't stick some of it. Just, and, yeah. A little, a little more tuning on the combat and character movement. Yeah. Would have helped this game a lot. And some of the checkpointing, which can be weird. It's like, it'll, it'll have you do a section that can be kind of annoying and then you'll die and you'll roll back. It'll have saved some stuff, but not everything. And then it'll roll you back to this checkpoint where half the things you did are saved and half the things you did are not. And in a collective, it is a much, very much a collect everything game. Uh, that could be kind of frustrating where you're not sure exactly what got collected and what didn't. So, um, you know, even just this thing as easy as save on death and just, you know, put me back at that checkpoint, but have me collect everything. Uh, but maybe that is a thing they fix. It's, it's got a vibe. It's got a vibe. It's, it's, it's very it much. Nice. I mean, they say first citizen a lot or for, I think it's like first citizen. They, they're very much living in a animal world. It's, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, the robots are taking over like and the guards, the guards are all dogs. I think they're robot dogs. You know, I mean, we it's not, mess with it's that. not just animal farm, but you know, yes, there's uh, also, I, I really appreciate that the first, the NPC you meet that gives you your first map is named Mappo. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it real easy to remember what you go to him for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you get cool. You get uh, decent weapons. I, I, I'm curious to see what the next, uh, like, in, like Brad said, kind of Metroidvania with the next power up is, um, you know, you get a thing that lets you stick to walls for a little bit. You get a thing that yeah. lets you double jump. Let's, it is, it is super that it is super grid map routes. You can't access like it's the whole thing. Yep. Percentage so percentage on the map. If you're, if you're itching for one of those, it seems again, maybe a little harsh. I started to say adequate, maybe better than adequate. Mm-hmm. I find it, I find it, I find it a, above average. Let's say like, okay, okay. Right, sure. Um, I, I enjoyed my time just playing it more than I did the Artful Escape, but I think the Artful Escape is a more interesting game. Like vastly more interesting to yeah. me for sure. Like th- way more unique identity. But but I, w- I think I would like if given the choice, I'd probably go back to Fist to just to play it some more. But I think I think I'd probably talk about Artful Escape more. You know what I mean? Like it's right. Like there's mechanically Fist is just. I'm finding it kind of the reward cycle there entertaining. I want to see what's next in there. But Artful Escape is definitely. Uh, I think it has more interesting stuff going on. Um, Lake? Lake. <laughs> Lake. Lake. So folks who have been watching our streams with regularity may remember from a couple months back when the demo for Lake was part of the slate of post E3 demos that appeared on the Xbox store. Yeah, you drove we a damn a mail truck into a lake. We did. And it said Lake. Um, so this is a game where you play uh, a, a middle-aged woman who is works in the tech industry in the mid-80s. Uh, she appears to work on some kind of accounting software that's like one of the bigger accounting softwares of that time. And to take a breather from her busy work-a-day life, uh, she is going home to a uh, isolated Oregon lake town where she grew up. And taking over her dad's old job as a mail carrier for a couple of weeks now that he is retired. Uh, And it is a really, and I I don't mean this in a negative way, I mean this in actually a very complimentary way, is an extremely lightweight, low stakes, chill adventure (laughs) where you are mostly just reconnecting people with people from your past, meeting some new folks who have cropped up around town, 
making deliveries, meeting friends, all that kind of stuff. Like it is a very chill paced adventure that is really just about character interaction and chilling out for the most part. Yeah. So I I saw Gary Whitta was tweeting about playing through it some over the weekend and like early on, he was describing it very much like you are of just like, Oh, it's like, you're just going around talking to people from high school and like watching videotapes and it's very chill. And I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop of like, and then the giant (laughs) monster emerged from the lake and overran the town and she, her her metal was tested or whatever. But then by the time he tweeted about finishing it, it sounds like it kind of just is that chill experience the whole way through. And that's actually what strikes me as like the most novel thing about right. it. Like it is not trying to set up really major stakes for anything that's happening. Like I granted, I've only played like the first handful of days. I think I'm like four days in and the but like so far the only things that have cropped up are a woman's cat got sick so i took it to the vet in my mail truck there is a lumberjack who wants to stop a big apartment high rise being built next to the lake and there is a video store owner who wants you to help her business by uh passing around a portable vcr and some tapes to locals <laughs> so that they will want to rent more movies okay and that's I mean, kind of been it. Like, if anything, it's more audacious to me that it doesn't try to, to overstretch, that it just remains this, like, kind of chill, character-driven story and doesn't go over the top. Yeah, totally. Like, there's a... I I mean, it's not that no game is like this, but there is, I think, a dearth of narrative games that just sort of try to occupy that space that... And, and again, I don't mean this in a pejorative way, but the stuff that, like, say, like, a Lifetime original movie does, you know, sure. whereas to say it is really just about... It's comfort, you know? It's yeah. like it's a, it's a comfort experience. You know, actually, like, what would be more on brand for a game like this? Like, is less a sea monster in the lake and more of just, like, oh, like, oh she's going to become embroiled in a murder mystery toward mm. the end or something like sure. that. Sure. It's like... Or she's going to fight developers that are going to ruin her town right, or something. Some, something with some intrigue, but at least still grounded in this sleepy small town, but it's kind of refreshing that even that doesn't happen, that it's just sort of people living life. Yeah, like the only thing that seems like it's even infringing on you just sort of reconnecting there is your tech boss who keeps showing up in like voicemail messages to be like, hey, can you work on this thing? Hey, can you do this thing for me? But like even that hasn't really ramped up in a serious way. It's more like, oh, got a phone call from Steve. Fuck that guy. But all right, now I'm just going back to my letter carrying job. I mean, maybe it's maybe the the maybe the whole thing is like. What are the what are the real values here? Is it connecting with people or is it that tech job, you know? Like yeah, maybe- and I mean, it seems like there's some room for you to kind of navigate that space through dialogue and like sh- display a certain level of comfort with being home versus not, how friendly you want to be to people versus not. But I don't know how much that actually impacts the story yet. I would love it if that game ends with her being like, I am so fucking sick of this place. I got my two weeks. I'm good. I'm going back to the city. You know, it was fun for like a week and then I'm kind of working here and you know, Bill is a fucking asshole. Like this, like like all of a sudden all the fucking small town shit comes out and you're like, I'm good. I'm leaving. Deliver your own fucking mail. I am so fucking sick of this cat lady constantly making me run errands (laughs) for her. I'm done. I'm out. Like once you get past the kind of niceties of, Oh, you're back into like your fucking shit was on my lawn again. Yeah. Somebody shot Mildred's cat because it was pooping in the garden. Or well, like, don't worry. She's got 20 more. Yeah. I put out 25. Can you help me distribute these political fr- lawn uh, thing uh, posts in front of everybody's house? What? You don't believe what I believe? Fuck you. Okay. You know, what? I'm going to turn the mail van around. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. I'm just going to dump the mailbags. I'm going to go back to my coding job. I'm just going to go there. Uh, so Lake, 
Yeah. Like, did you drive into the lake again? I did. Okay, uh, it seems like it still does the same thing. It turns, out, it turns out the lake is hiding a magical portal to your house. <laughs> yeah. Or to the to the, the post office, at least. Um, two things. My only two complaints about the game so far. Uh, little buggy. Some, like, weird sound effects playing where they should not. You know, little visual glitches here and there. Seems like it needs, like, a patch to kind of smooth things out. Other thing is that the Muzak they got for the radio station circa uh-huh. 1986 is completely wrong. It is all, like, late 90s adult contemporary and, like, adult country sort of pop country stuff. That's not 1986. 1986 did mm. not have, like, it, like adult contemporary at that point was, like, Air Supply and REO Speedwagon. Yeah, I, you know, not most people wouldn't care about this. Of course, I would, but watching you play that demo, I kind of got that vibe from their portrayal of what a quote-unquote tech job is in 1986 yeah. as well. Because aren't you, aren't you, like, fielding emails and stuff? You're not fielding emails, or, but you like remember, sh- maybe I'm the just, opening is her remember. writing a like in her personal journal on her computer. Okay, that, that's then, a little more plausible. Yeah, that's a little more plausible. Okay. And as far as I can tell, your boss just keeps calling you and asking you to okay. do work and then okay. mail it to him. Okay. So I'm, maybe I'm inserting some stuff that was not there. But yeah, but I just it's just the music choice. Like, and at very least, let people edit it so you can just like slide your own fucking '80s MP3s in there or something just to 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 dress it up a little. Hmm. It sounds Lots. like the Dawson's Creek soundtrack, and that's not the right era. You, uh, in the end, you you finally tell your boss Bill to fuck off and go start your weird micro whatever company without me. I'm ch- I'm choosing yeah. to deliver the mail, Bill, Mister Gates, if you will. You can start your weird fucking lame company without me. Ground floor, I'm- floor my ass. I am all for romanticizing the work of a classic postal carrier because that job barely exists anymore, and the one version of it that does just sounds like a nightmare now. So, oh, there I are say, plenty of postal workers out there now. There's no, a- I know there are, but I'm saying like the cuts at the post office, and also just like the the sheer amount of stress that seems to go into that job now because of those cuts. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like even even in rural small towns, it seems like there's a lot of work there. Mm-hmm. You know. I t- <laughs> If you had asked me if there was one thing that we could all agree on, I might have said it's that the post office is a nice thing to have, but apparently that's, that's not even. Well, I think among the e- three of us, we even, all agree. Even even that is a contentious statement. My dad was postal born and not born. Well, kind of born. His dad might was, as well be. Yeah, his dad worked for the post office, and then even he has surprising views on the post mm. office. Mm. His views might surprise you. Funny how that happens. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. later in life. Yes, yeah, interesting. All things change. The um, post office lake. That's also, yes. uh, I think, a twenty dollars game. Yes, it's on Epic. It's on Xbox. Another one I played that is ten dollars. Uh, played this on the Epic Game Store. It was a, a golf club wasteland? Are you? Familiar? Oh yes. Are you? This familiar? is the post-apocalyptic rich people playing golf on the ruins of Earth game, yes. right? Yes. Earth has Earth has become a giant mini golf mini golf course for the ultra wealthy who live off world. Yes. I think you actually live in Tesla City. <laughs> what is oh, it? Oh, dear God. I want to say is, is maybe the name. Uh, maybe I, there was something there. It's symbolism. Pretty, it's pretty light. It's pretty. It's a pretty light okay. game. Um, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're, the controls are like use the left analog stick to aim the ball and select power. Maybe it's the right, right or left stick. Right. I think the right stick actually moves it around. I played on the, um, with a controller. You can use a mouse and keyboard if you want. 
pretty light. You just go from golf course to golf course. Uh, I didn't spend too, too much time in it. If you get under par, you can unlock some diary entries to kind of fill in what the hell is going on in the world. There's a oh. radio station. The music's pretty good. It, uh, so it's really that much of a golf game. I don't know why when I first saw this thing, I thought that golf would just sort of be the backdrop and it would actually be more narrative focused, but it looks like it's pretty much golf. Hearing you talk about par ratings and stuff, like it sounds like it's very much golf first. Yeah, you, you there are different modes in it where you okay. can kind of turn the par off if you want to progress and just you know for funsies. But you is, know the game doesn't even really a, change. Is is there even a story, or is it basically <sighs> just a golf game in a post-apocalyptic wasteland? It's hard to tell what narrative I'm kind of building in the background with the diary entries and okay. the kind of interstitials. Um, I, I can't say for sure if there is, it's pretty light so far, or at least, you know, you're, you're kind of put piecing together the state of things, right? Like, Hey, here's how the haves and have nots have split up in, in the kind of this apocalypse and the event. They keep talking about the event and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Again, I haven't played too, too much, maybe 10 holes or so. And I haven't gotten all the diary entries cause I haven't made par on all of them. Um, it can be tricky. Like you, there are some holes that are a 12 par hole and you blow it on the last one. And that's, it's like a little tedious for me to have to do 11 shots again or, or so to, to get back to that point. So some of that stuff can be a, a bit tedious. They, if you're listening, Golf Club Wasteland, here's what I would really love to see. Um, sometimes you hit a water hazard or something. I would love to see just the trajectory of what my last ball was. Because sometimes you have to get over like a water hazard and you hit the hazard. And then you just have to kind of feel it out again for like what the strength and and arc of your ball is and sometimes i just hit the same fucking thing again and then i blow it so i'd love to just see a you know previous path of the ball but it's golf club wasteland i said i said this on the planorama so forgive me for repeating myself but the steam description is sublime (laughs) human life is wiped out earth is now a golf course for the ultra rich that's it that's That's the description and that's kind of i like the all i like the artwork i like the animations on your character Got a little jetpack and a helmet, kind of just shoots over toward the ball. When you go over par, your ball just explodes uh, or self destructs. It's about 10 bucks. It's fun. Um, and a neat little game. I don't think it's, um, it's not captivating me, but it's fun for what it is. I wonder if they might be considering a mobile port. So oh, can we think of, makes me think of Desert Golf. Mm. People like golf games on touch screens, right? I would not be surprised. This looks like it could fit. Yeah, especially with the controls. You could definitely just touch and drag. Hey, Actually, hey, developers, when is this game that you just put out on one, two, three, five platforms uh, uh, coming out on more platforms? What's the holdup? Yes, you? I guess I should say this thing is out on like everything at this point. Mm. I, I do wonder, I didn't play it on the Switch, but I do wonder if the Switch version has touch control for mm. that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Switch, Xbox, family, PlayStation family, your whole mm. business. Uh, anybody else have a, a game? There's there's one um, I didn't get a chance to try out that it was recommended. I think it's called Encased. Is that what it's called? Hmm. Let me just double check. Um, which is yes, I that think, is a game. Yeah, that just kind of came out. Uh, that looked pretty neat. Um, isometric RPG sci-fi. <laughs> so let me. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to check it out, but I would like to. That, uh, so if you are. If you're furiously typing at me to say, Vinny, you should check out this game called In Case that is already on my radar. And I do. Oh, I think okay. we might have talked about that on the Planorama. It's very Fallout-esque, it looks like. Mm-hmm. I think we might have talked about that Old on Fallout. two Planoramas ago and then okay. and then not brought up last one. Uh, Old yeah. Fallout. 
isometric mm. fallout. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was it for me. I think I'm going to go back. Here's my plan. I think I'm okay. going to go back, try and wrap up Artful Escape. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to try and see how much further I can get in Fist before uh, what I suspect is Deathloop takes over for a bit. Yeah, so I, I am very excited to play Deathloop. So that, that is my current plan. So, yeah. so, so sorry, Lake and maybe Golf Club Wasteland. They might, they might you know, I'm kind of on the other side of things. I'm not uh-huh. really, I, I'm going to play Deathloop. I'm excited about it. But like I, at this point, I think I would rather finish up Lake and Artful Escape because they don't seem like they're going to be huge time investments. And I want to mm-hmm. finish up Psychonauts. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm pretty far along and I, I just passed the, the Bob Zanotto section of it. Such a fun um, name to say. Which is also a really like, I think right now the psych band section was yeah. probably my favorite, but like the Bob section was probably my second favorite of what I played so far. Uh, I'm trying to remember the Bob Zanotto. It's the trapping. islands. Oh, that's Bob, the uncle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, yeah, Bob's your uncle. Got it. Got it. What's the other Zanotto? Uh, what's his Truman? name? The, the Truman? Truman. Okay. Yes. Truman. Truman. Yeah, he's okay. the guy with the beard that's hanging out in a coma. I did, you know, I'm going to say I didn't love the Bob Zanotto stuff as really? much as maybe he did. Yeah, I thought the 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 platforming there with the with the heads uh, being carried by the the birds was not my favorite part. I liked the little boat bits, but the like parts where the birds would clear the you clear the like waterway where you have to jump oh, on the stuff. Yeah, it, they don't labor that too much. I felt like there was just enough of it to where I didn't get annoyed with it. Okay. Um and I just, I, the whole vibe of that level and sort of the way it deals with one of the heavier subjects yeah, in darker, there, the alcoholism sure. yeah. uh, of Bob is, is actually pretty, it's done with a deft touch. Yeah. I was going to say actually thematically, I think that's maybe one of the more interesting levels in the narrative, but I think yeah. gameplay wise, um, that game goes for, for a while. Yeah. I can tell, I know there's still a decent <laughs> chunk left for me to do, so I'm not, I'm not, I yeah. know I'm not quite at the end yet. Uh, without spoiling anything for me and, and just, yeah. it, this is the vibe I'm getting here. It's, it's I was not expecting this going in, but it, apart from the main thrust of the plot, which obviously is stopping Maligula and, you know, mm-hmm. Raz's continuing adventures with the Psychonauts, I was not really expecting this game to be about a bunch of old hippies coming to terms with the fucked up shit they did to each other and the yeah. world in the name of self-exploration in the 60s. Yeah, there's there's like a whole fracking element to it also that is just like right layered right in there that is... yeah. Uh, it's just it's it, it's weirdly resonant for me, and I, I I know I keep going back to my dad here just because my my uh, my dad looks like Raz's dad in that game, but also my dad was in a hippie enclave in the '60s that oh, wow. kind of went a little bit wrong at a certain point, and they all kind of split apart. And I think there were some weird divisions there afterward, and it was just like. Oh God! This like this game is like drilling itself into my brain and history in a way that I really did not expect a Psychonaut sequel to do so. No, it, it, yeah, you're you're right. It does. There there is a a MacGuffin esque thing going on, but that's like hardly the real the real tale there. Yeah, the real thing uh, is that like all these Psychic Six people are deeply fucked up in various <laughs> ways. Sometimes self inflicted, sometimes inflicted by others around them, and they are all just trying to find catharsis. Or dealing, like what you said, the repercussions of some of the shit they did uh, at the yeah. time. Yeah. Psychonauts. It's wild, and it's just it's a la- layer of depth I was really just not expecting, even though the first game is pretty nuanced, too. So, good on them. Good on them. Uh, long game, though. Not too long. Just uh, longer, yeah. than I, longer than I thought. How many hours do you think I got left? <sighs> so, you finished Bob. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I, I'm a little bit past. I'm, like, getting ready to go and find the bee lady. Oh. 
Yeah, you got some time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got some time. Okay. Um you can probably you can probably finish it up in a weekend, I'd say, I'd say but you got some All time. All right. Like two or three playthroughs if I spent some time. I think I think so. I okay. Think so. I wish I should Fair check enough. I should check the time played. Does Xbox do that? Time played? Does it have a Yes. Okay. Let's just see what it, it took me. I really kind of have no idea how long it took. You know, me. like it's not a game I'm it, itching to like rush my way through the end of, but like Yeah. I didn't feel that way by the end either. I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay. Here we go." Um, all right, so that's Artful Escape. Uh, that is out uh, September 9th uh, across Xbox and family, right? And Game Pass, I believe it's mm-hmm. on the, the, ver- the Xbox family and Steam. 20 bucks if you're there. Fist Forged in Shadow Torch. It's, uh, it's out on the PlayStation as of now. It's got a TBD for Steam. And it's thirty dollars. Yes. There is a store page on Steam, but it just says coming soon. Yeah, so if you're looking to play that, it seems like maybe the PlayStation is the way to go. If you want to play it right now, thirty dollars. Lake twenty bucks. PC and Xbox, but not Game Pass, right? I believe it's not Game Pass for Lake. And then uh, Golf Club Wasteland ten dollars, and that's kind of on. That's on everything. Seems like you can't find it's on the back of your seat on a plane. No, it's on. It's on uh, <laughs> most consoles. It's in your hotel room and the PC. Yeah. Play with an N64 controller. Yeah, it's the way it was meant to be played. That's going to do it for the games for now. We're going to come back and do some news. Not everybody, not all. The news didn't take time off. The news wanted to Mm. keep going. But we're going to take a quick break first, and we'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My god. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander, rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. <laughs> ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. 
I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh-huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what enough. they all it's- say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know they didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we are back. And it is time for the news. I've wrote written it in the marker, and that means it must be done. The marker says news. I can tell you as somebody who did a bunch of markers yesterday. Mm-hmm. What the marker says goes. You can't. You cannot stray from the marker. Um. So while I was maybe not uh engaged in the online world and, and Twitter for for a little bit there, while I was out there trying to disconnect, never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Maybe uh, maybe some people are out there uh tweeting up as what the fuck happened with Tripwire? What 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 is going on here, Alex? All right, so here's the gist of it. Tripwire, for those who don't know, uh, is the studio behind uh, such recent hits as Chivalry 2 and Maneater. So uh, I think they just published both of those, right? Yes. And I, Killing I know they Floor just, is also one I, of their things. Yes. I know, I know Chivalry they just published. I think that's the case for Maneater as well. I mean, yes. yes. Killing Floor going back a ways. Yeah. So this studio, their, what was then their CEO, uh, John Gibson, uh, decided to go on social media and go on record in support of the recent anti-abortion law that was just passed uh, and upheld by the Supreme Court, uh, more or less, uh, in, Texas. in Texas. And this was very much posted as a hey, I'm one of the, you know, I know I'm sort of on an island here in in game development world, but, you know, I'm a pro-life developer and what have you, and, you know, I believe in this law and I support it. Type messaging, uh, which was very swiftly responded to by the internet, as these sorts of things are. Um, For those who are not fully well-versed in this thing, uh, this law effectively bans any abortion after six weeks um, in Texas. And you know, is massively controversial, uh, even in the already very controversial space of, like, the, the you know, regulation of women's bodies and reproductive health. And so getting out there and just kind of saying, hey, you know, I support this law that it seems like just about anyone who isn't a staunchly conservative Texan hates, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're going to draw some criticism for that. And he didn't just draw criticism. He kind of... Social media descended on this person, and you can call it self-inflicted. I would call it self-inflicted. Um, but it it had kind of one of those, uh, you know, cascading effects. 
Um, a studio that they worked with, uh, Shipwright Studios. I believe they were the ones that uh, they did some work on uh, Maneater and Chivalry. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're kind of like a, a development for hire kind of fixer yes. sort of studio. They come in and help get projects out the door, stuff like that. So exactly. And so he got uh, they got out there and said, we are canceling our existing contract with Tripwire yeah. at this time. Mm-hmm. We do not support, you know, these statements or these views. Yeah, uh, like I, I felt like it was important to outline the type of work they do, because that means it was a lot easier for them to terminate any agreements right. or, or simply not take on new ones because they work on a very like hand to mouth work for hire kind of model anyway. Yeah. They're not the but, only place that they work with. So, right. But that's to be contrasted with other, uh, you know, other groups like the chivalry developer, which you'll get to this, I'm sure, but yes, it's like T- other, torn, other people's agreements with, studios. Is this yes, yes, yes. Yes. Like other, other companies agreements may not be quite so easy to get out of or maybe much longer term, but I'll let you go ahead. Well, so the big thing here is that following that and following the overwhelmingly negative response to Gibson's comments, uh, he stepped down, according to a statement from Tripwire, uh, in his role as CEO. Now, my understanding is that I believe he is still a, you know, he's still a co-owner of the company. I don't I imagine that is a much stickier thing to try and detach yourself from if there is actual ownership rights involved. But uh, his role as president slash CEO uh, is is no he is no longer occupying that space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he is if he is a significant stakeholder in the company, I think the only option is the other owners would have to buy him out, right? Right. I'm pretty sure that's that's not trivial. No, it's not. But you know, and look, there's definitely a lot of conversation going on around this about like should a person's political views you know necessitate them stepping down just because they support a very unpopular law what have you. But here's the thing. As soon as you go out there and you start mm. publicly flagging those views, <laughs> you are essentially subject to responses like the shipwright one where they say, yeah. well, we don't want to work with you anymore. Yeah. And like Torn Banner got out there. And that's why I drew this distinction between shipwright and, and studios who Tripwire has published is that I think the chivalry developers were very much like, hey, this does not reflect our values, but they didn't say like, hey, we are terminating any involvement with tripwire because they probably don't have that option. You know, right. like they contractually are obligated by whatever agreement they already have. And like, they don't have the power to do that necessarily. So certainly not at this like, time, but I imagine they, they among other, perhaps other tripwire staffers probably put some pressure to be like, Hey, we want to dissociate as far as possible from what this person <laughs> is saying. Yeah. I mean, yes. Appoints new interim CEO. Yes. Like, the, yeah. The, I mean, We've all worked for big companies. We've all been in corporate America. I, I feel like the training you you take is mostly you're free to hold whatever belief you want. You are not free to express whatever belief you want as a as an employee of this company, yeah. especially if it were to actually impact our bottom line in any way, shape, or form. And it's you know, yeah, that is that is yeah. true. That is that is what they teach you. Of like you you're not gonna fire somebody because they hold the belief that all puppies should be euthanized. But once you go out there and be like, we can't get any because of the shit you're saying, we can't get work anymore because your weird puppy fucking stance, then, uh, that no longer becomes, uh, an option there. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, I feel like you should maybe use like sneer quotes every time you say law when you were <laughs> referring to, we all know this is like part of a larger attack on reproductive health, you know, that has been ongoing in this country for literal decades now. And, you know, they are simply trying to find ways to Ugh. 
legislate women's bodies and their health uh, in a way that is, you know, utterly disgusting. But the, they, the problem is that there is enough legal momentum to push these laws forward right now uh, where we can get into these kinds of positions. And unfortunately, like, you know, it, it, at this point, it's really just about just trying to smack these things down wherever they can. You know, so my, my advice to everyone is if there are groups doing work, you know, fighting, mm-hmm. you know, le- doing legal challenges and also, you know, supporting reproductive health in Texas, donate generously at this time because they could use all the help they can get. Mm. Yeah. Nice. And I think that law is still subject to further challenges. If I'm not mistaken. I, as far as I, if, from what I can tell, yeah, it, like the, it the, 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 yeah. what the Supreme Court did was essentially say we can't strike this down. Which on its face is also a little bit farcical, but like they didn't say it must be upheld. So there is still, I believe, room for legal challenges to take place. Yeah, I believe, Brad, there are it is it is currently in being challenged in lower courts and the Supreme Court. Oh, man. Without getting too much into it. Right. It basically said, well, I guess it worked your end run around this thing. You made it so because, you know, they don't have they, they put made it so that citizens have to bring a case. So there's really no person to challenge the law against until a citizen brings a case against somebody and then brings it to court. It's my understanding of how that works. And the Supreme Court said basically like, you outsmarted us. I mean, we should say the majority of the Supreme Court said that. Yes. I shouldn't just put the entire bench on Six of the Six th- of the nine justices. Anyhow. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. God, man, what a what a, an astonishing failure to read the room on this guy's part. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, just why would you think this was, like, even if you do feel this way, like, again, hold whatever odious belief you want, but why do you think it would be a good idea to make this public while you're at PAX, apparently? Oh, is that when it happened? I, he, judging by his Twitter account, it looked like he was at PAX when he tweeted about it. Like, so the, the, the initial I statement... You, I yeah. can tell you from experience, like trying to keep up with things like that going on while you're at a thing like PAX, not <laughs> easy. Well, maybe not this PAX, because yeah, I, there probably wasn't fair. much else going on. Fair, not, yes. Um, the, the initial statement by Tripwire, or at least the, the published statement on Tripwire starts... Uh, by saying the comments given by John Gibson is the person we're talking about who's out on Twitter are of his own opinion. Do not reflect those of tripwire interactive as a company. His comments disregarded the values of our whole team, our partners and much of our broader community. Our leadership team at tripwire are deeply sorry and are unified in our commitment to take swift action and to force foster a more positive environment. Then goes on to kind of reiterate the stuff that Alex said about, you know, uh, interim CEO and stuff like that. So yeah, that's uh you know, <laughs> shut it down. I don't know. It's like, I, again, I think, I think from the stuff that, uh, having gone through a couple of companies with training and stuff, you know, you can hold on to whatever belief, whether people agree with it or not. But once you start expressing that in ways that reflect on the company or, or, um, Oh, if you're a mouthpiece for a company, when you're in a leadership position, and you're in a leadership position that you become, you're held to a different standard than somebody who is just going out there as a, as a private individual. Uh, yeah. And, and especially if it were to impact a bottom line, now, I'm not saying that tripwire put this statement out because they were in a financial, you know, hurt. Um, but I'm sure, sure it didn't help you know, no. to have partners come at, at them and be like, we can't work with you with this nonsense. Um, you have to disassociate. So, uh, and you know, customers are free to, also, not have to buy tripwire stuff or they can to vote with to their dollars they want. or purchase tripwire stuff or support mm. those people. Yeah. yeah. Again, it is a rotten situation for the smaller developers that were contracted with 
yeah. his publisher. And for just having, the staffers at that, at that team, you know, that were just yes. probably had nothing to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, boycott tripwire or anything like that. No. I'm just saying the, um, you know, make your own choice on that. Front, pe- pe- people, people take these things and then run first amendment, uh, nonsense around it in, in ways that kind of are upsetting to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I can't believe we are still sort of sitting here having to do like the, uh, you know, first amendment web comic, the podcast conversation <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, it's like a little bit. I mean, if the, you know, if the refrain never changes, we have to keep repeating it, unfortunately. There's one thing I know about American politics. The refrain never changes. Nothing nothing ever changes. Yeah. All right. All right. There was some other stuff, though, in the news um, going on. Slightly uh, less heavy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But still video games is Mm -hmm. this uh, Horizon uh, uh, pricing. It is written in the document here. Our our document as kerfuffle. That seems about right. I I wrote... Kerfuffle. Not to quite a day. To this day, I have to stop myself from typing kerfluffle. <laughs> yeah, you wish it's it tempting, isn't it? That was a that was a rude epiphany late in life to find out that there was no L where I thought an L belonged. <laughs> uh, so, it just so what sounds wrong? What was the trajectory on this? Because I think I missed the initial. Um, I must have missed the initial kind of um, salvo here, where it was announced that Horizon Forbidden West was not going to have an upgrade path. And the only way to get the PS4 and PS5 versions would be this digital deluxe thing because the standard that, version the sta- would not have an upgrade. Yeah, the standard version would not from PS4 um, to PS5. So, so what, what what's the time frame on that announcement to this kind of rescinding? That? I, I think I was also I think it might have been Friday when I was also not near a computer. Okay, um, um, but but it was yeah they they detailed you know what's in the collectors and regalia editions. Okay, which. I think the regalia is probably the most expensive one, if I had to guess. Anyway, point being, if you bought just the standard PS4 version of Horizon Forbidden West, you would not be able to upgrade it to the PS5 version. I believe right. it all, right? I, I mean, that's my understanding of it uh, from reading the, the the kind of walking back of this and kind of the aftermath of it. That like, is my understanding. It's sort of hard to get yeah, because now everything is just the statement that Jim Ryan made coming out saying, hey, we got this wrong. We're yeah. backpedaling instantly. Um, yeah, my I'm not hundred percent. I'm not hundred percent sure if there was a ten dollar upgrade path or no. no upgrade path. I do. I do believe that. I believe there was not. And the only way to get okay. the PS4 and PS5 versions was the eighty dollar yeah. digital deluxe version, right. or the one starting at that price. Which you know, I mean, Microsoft made this very easy and just said, "Hey, everything we make, you get both versions, one price. That's it. Done." Yeah, it's. So, so what happened was, this, well, Sony got out there and, you know, Sony, you know, Sony, the Royal Sony, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Jim Ryan gets out there. And, oh, did we and, get another Jim Ryan walk back? <laughs> well, I mean, Jim Ryan is put in a position where he's like, well, 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 I mean, you have a whole bunch of stuff going on here, right? And again, coming at this story a little later, they're basically saying whether they found this to be their way out or this was legitimately a... a a beef that that held water meat on this bone basically saying that well you know okay forbidden west was in originally in the launch window and we did say anything that comes out between ps4 and ps5 within the launch window would have an upgrade path or at least be a, or maybe even be a free upgrade path so we know it got pushed back outside of the launch window but we're going to say that this one is within the launch window and we're going to have a free upgrade path 
for Horizon. I mean, don't forget, this is first party. So this is, you know, Sony being able to do this. And then the, he said also, from now on, everything will have a $10, di- or sorry, everything first party exclusive cross-gen. <laughs> I should say that very specifically. We'll have a $10 um, digital upgrade version from PS4 to PS5. Yeah, uh, which, as, as currently announced, probably only applies to the next God of War and Gran Turismo 7. Yeah. Unless they have other cross-gen games they haven't announced yet. Have they so, even said God of War is cross-gen? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and the statement says even this this upgrade situation will apply to that game in oh, GT7. Yeah. But yeah, I love how they come out and say like, okay, fine, we missed the mark. We yes. are backpedaling. We're giving you what you want on this one, <laughs> but don't ask again. Well, don't ask again. Those those <laughs> next game, those games coming out next year, do not ask again. But here's the thing, though. Like this is, I, I made the joke about the Jim Ryan walk back, but this is literally the third thing he has had to walk back this year. Like there was him, the interview earlier in this year where he was talking about his comments back in 2017 about how old games aren't really important to the PlayStation library mm. in its current was that state. This year? The, was that the walk year? back was this year. I think it was back in like April. And then the other thing was like the shutting down of the PlayStation 3 and PS Vita digital stores. Yeah. There is literally a blog post on the PlayStation blog from Jim Ryan saying, you know, effectively saying we made the wrong decision here. That is an exact quote. And this is happening again, and now I'm I'm starting to think that the Jim Ryan two step, the the moonwalk backwards, is becoming uh, something of a trend in 2021. Someone got yeah. a hold of him and said, "People don't like you. You have well, to make them like you." <laughs> I think. All right, I'm not trying to give Jim Ryan any kind of rope here. I mean, he's got enough of it, right? So yeah, um, it's so the t- my takeaway from this was them at least. You know, they're very specific, maybe to a fault on the uh, exclusive first gen titles, right? Mm Going to have this upgrade path because this is a thing that I encountered with Battlefield in 2042. So Battlefield coming out on last gen and current gen, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, My my brothers, my family still on PS4. I'm on PS5. The PS5 version doesn't work. You can't play against people on the PS4. The maps are different. The size of the maps are different. I get it. The player, it's literally scaled for half the number of players as yeah. the other versions. It's quite it's quite a different experience. So I kind of get it. But you don't get the PS4 version if you buy the PS5 version. And in order to get the PS4 version, the only way to do it is to buy their $100 version to get the PS4 and PS4. And there is no upgrade path if you buy the PS4 version to get to the PS5 version. Right. So in a kind of similar thing here and now i don't know like what do you guys think is this just two different video games and you should just have to buy it twice or like i'm i'm stuck in a situation where i was like well i could buy the ps4 version and just play that and not ever play the ps5 version because i could play the ps4 version on my ps5 I don't think you're going to want to do that because every bit of vibe I get, I mean, I haven't played either version of Battlefield, so I'm, this is pure speculation, but I'm just, everything about that version screams go away if you have another option. <laughs> mm. Like, again, the lower player count, the smaller maps, like everything, it's it, like, look, the PS4 is old hardware, and they are clearly not specking this game for the older hardware. They are reducing it where they can to make it playable on that hardware. So... I don't know. It's still like, a huge install base. Yeah, that's the thing. They're doing it because it has the install base and because you still can't buy PS5s with great regularity at this point. But so, I'm also playing to play with people who are on PS4s. So yeah. 
I, so I'm probably going to wind up buying that hundred dollar version, right? Um, but you shouldn't have to. Is the thing? How much do you? How much do you love your brothers? <laughs> that's I mean, right. Come on. That's right. Come on. Well, so the other weird thing here, and, and Horizon running into this as well. Um, so Horizon, Horizon has a PC release, or is it no, just not so no PC release? Okay, not announced for forbidden. They will release. probably put it out there at some point, but it'll okay. be like all the other Sony PC ports where it comes later. So you have your $60 version on PS4 and you have your $70 version on PS5, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So like that's all, yeah, that's obviously their rationale for why they didn't want to offer a free upgrade was like, oh, you can't buy a $60 game and then turn it into a that's game right. that you charge $70 for by magic. Except and, you totally can. And so so then they have, you know, and then then they have their $80 version which gets you both versions, right? And then but not offering people who buy it on PS4 the ability once they get a PS5 to pay $10 to upgrade their game that that's a bit much, right? Like you Sony should want those people to move onto the PS five and give them as much incentive as possible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so that is absolutely the story of all of this stuff is it's just good customer retention policy to make this stuff as friendly and accessible and seamless as possible. Yeah. And like, shit, man, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm not a CFO. I know you've got revenue targets and stuff, but like, is it really worth whatever amount of like minimal nickel and diming you're going to get out of people double dipping to make it this, this much of a pain in the ass. I mean, the potential for turning people off of your brand and your publisher, like your, you know, your good name seems like way too big, way too great to reap whatever like minor extra revenue you're getting out of this, this kind of move. Like it just, it's just baffling to me. Well, it's, it's baffling and it's also, It feels like no one is willing to commit yet. Like no one is fully. Yeah. Microsoft went for it. Microsoft went for it. But the thing I I actually saw this comment going around from, I I think someone who identified as like a developer that worked on the back end for the current Microsoft stuff, like making smart delivery happen. And they were like, this was a lot of work getting this to work this way and have all this stuff work seamlessly was a lot of work, but we saw it as being worth it. And if PlayStation didn't spec for any of this, if they didn't really design for the idea of, well, there might be some people who are unsure about which version they want to go with, how to get it, you know, which version they're even fucking downloading, uh, you know, that's not a nominal amount of work. Like, that is a lot of work, uh, potentially, yeah. on the back end to fix that and make it a much better system. But I think that what Microsoft has proven is that that work was extremely worthwhile. Because, like you said, it is the easiest conversation in the world to be like, if you are buying this for the Microsoft family of store like consoles, it says there right on there. Is it X and S supported? Is it you know just an Xbox right. One game? It's all right there. It's just there in the information, and it's specced in a way that is very readable to an average consumer. I think, and I just it. But on the PlayStation, it just feels like no one is willing to commit all the way to like, hey, all our games are seventy dollars. Fuck it. Or like we just we're, right. we're still doing cross gen, so we're not sure which version you're going to want. Are you going to want to upgrade in a year? All this stuff, like it's just too confused. They definitely feel like they stepped in it a little bit, and and I, you know, it's a lot of stuff happened, right? Like you know, maybe maybe they would have had more console PS fives in people's hands, and they could have done their full swing like they wanted to of. Hey, we're gonna make God of War a PS5 game, or we're gonna, you know, we're we're not gonna half step it a bit on some of these, but that's not the case. And now they're in a situation where they have to readdress the roadmap, I think. And yeah. stuff like stuff like this, stuff like this. I, yeah, Brad, I don't know where this stuff comes from, right? Where you're just like, do they hope that 
putting the $80 version out there for the digital deluxe, they'll get PS4 people to go in and say, well, I'm going to get a PS5 at some point, so I should probably just buy the $80 version so I get both of them versus having to pay that $10 upgrade fee later. I, I don't know. Like, is it money up front versus money later? It's, uh, this is a, this is the better move, though. Like, they, yeah. I'm glad they got out, and they, they seem to have reacted very quickly, and they changed <clears> it. Now, Battlefield. Right. Just... Just it's EA though, like, and the thing is, EA I bet won't budge because they're not. Re- I bet EA doesn't care that much. Like they are, they want to sell you that hundred dollar version no matter yes. what. So they're I just know. gonna stick with it. Yes. So I, I, EA, I wonder. EA how- does not give a shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder. So they just had their beta and all that stuff where they're testing crossplay between generations, and the, you know, I wonder. They said I remember looking this up because I was trying to keep track that they might even test out. Be- between console stuff but don't or between generation stuff but don't count on it so i wonder if that'll just be off the table like will a ps5 be able to play with a ps4 i'm gonna say no uh but if if people know more than i do hey come at me before i drop a 100 bucks for that ps5 ps4 version um to play to play with my my brothers man Stuff is messy. So the, the Battlefield yeah. one is the one I was also going to say is that one gets even stickier because you have the PS4 version at 60, the PS5 version at 70, and then the PC version at 60 again, which which the PC version does do the upgraded, ma- you know, the updated maps and the bigger player counts and all that stuff. So it's an audio podcast. Here's me shrugging a little bit. I don't know. It's all a mess. It's- also, I had to laugh and roll my eyes when... Ubisoft got out on the Far Cry Twitter account, reiterating that Far Cry 6 will, in fact, have a free upgrade from last gen to current gen. Because <laughs> they need any PR win they can U- get. Ubisoft right now. trying to score a win wherever they can right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, you know, um, we um, we were looking for something else to play, my brothers and I, as we as we we're kind of figuring this out. Outriders is maybe outriding its welcome a little bit. Like we're, we're kind of and. Um, I think we just talked about this here, but we're we're gonna try um, what's that Ghost Recon game that we don't talk about that much? The one that's on Islands, uh, Wildlands. Uh, oh, the one no, after Wildlands. Oh no, uh, Wildlands. Breakpoint. Breakpoint. I think wow. it was like I think it was like five dollars or something on. Yeah, on that's, the, that sounds about right. Maybe, maybe like five or ten bucks, point. and we're like, yeah, let's give it a try. Uh, yeah, that Predator Hunting Grounds game is on uh, uh, PlayStation Plus. I never tried that. Mm. Is that bad? To not hear the best things. Okay, it's yeah. not good. Okay. Well, I'm excited for Horizon Forbidden West whenever that comes out. Um, and I think it's February, right? Yes, I think it is February. And uh, that launch window. That thing, you could you could drive a fucking boat through that window at this point. Ah, uh, they're doing what they can. No, they're doing I what they have it. to because again, it's those rough. consoles are not just readily available at any given time now. And they're still making games from home, and it's just yeah. A- yeah like I said, so many things happen where they they've had to audible and maneuver, but like it's between the pricing, the compatibility stuff, um, and. and does this go away maybe in a year and we're not talking about this anymore as console? Well, I say a year generously. It sounds like there was also some stories about uh, from chip makers and stuff saying, yeah, this is going to extend probably into. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, we've got like a couple got more a, years on the component shortage front. Yeah. So this will probably extend into 2022, but you know, in a year ish, you think this is just a, 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 an old news story where most people like we're not doing PS4 and we're not doing Xbox. Uh, uh, well, again, it takes, anymore. it depends on how, uh, how long, 
God of War and GT7 take to come out because those are also confirmed cross-gen and I would guess neither one is close to shipping it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll be putting out, you know, Madden and whatever else on PS4 probably until it stops being profitable to do so. But (laughs) at some point, Sony is going to have to probably hit that button and just be like, all right, all we make is PS5 now. Yeah, it really makes me wonder how long these new consoles will be the current consoles. Like, is that going to stretch out again? Like, you already had, like, you already had the great elongating of the generations with the 360 and the PS3, right? Because like those consoles were so successful, they were like, we can't kill off this install base after five years. What if we keep selling <laughs> games to a hundred million people? Yeah, for another like two, three years. So like, generations are already way longer. Is this just going to turn into like? A decade of these consoles? I don't know. Or, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, is it just the split is between Microsoft and Sony of the, we no longer believe in generations. We extremely believe in generations because at this point, a new Xbox is just a more powerful Xbox that plays all the shit your last Xbox played. Yeah. Sony, on the other hand, seems to think there needs to be this dividing line. And I kind of tend to lean more on the Xbox side of that. Well, they say that, but none of, none of their first party development is reflecting that yet or very little of it. Well, ratchet did. Yes. And returnal to be, I mean, yeah, I mean, and then first party and then you have the third parties just trying to, I don't know, duke it out in the mud there. I mean, God, you you get that same stuff with battlefield on the Xbox. So it's not a Sony exclusive thing. You you know, you have to get the hundred dollar version to get the, uh, cross gen purchases. So it's not like they're you're getting the free version there either. I'm sorry, I just it just occurred to me that Returnal came out this year. It did. This year has felt mm. like five. I would I would almost say I can't believe Ratchet came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, check this out. Hitman Three came out this year. It did. It did. It did. January. Right. Hey, games. Games came out. Games will come good. out next year. People working you know very hard to put games in your hands. Yes. You know what didn't come out this year? What? Alan, Alan Wake? No, that no. came out several years ago. <laughs> Alan Wake came out in 2010. Boy. I would know. I reviewed it. Oh. What'd you give it? A four out of five, I believe. Four out of five thermoses? Yeah. Yep, that's right. Flashlights. <laughs> uh, what's up uh, with Alan Wake? Uh, they're putting out a remaster of Alan Wake on everything. PC, the Xboxes, and the PlayStation for the first time. That's right. Alan Wake was Xbox oh, right. exclusive, wasn't it? Still feels NPC. a little weird, but yeah, because Microsoft published Alan Wake back in the day, it was very much held up as a big. I don't think it even had a PC port at launch. Not at launch, I don't think. No, I think it was held up as a big 360 exclusive Microsoft first party game developed by Remedy. So yeah, Is I there, guess the rights I, reverted I, at a certain I think, point. I think they got the IP back at some point, um, and yeah, now it's coming out on everything, including the PlayStation. I think developers have learned their lessons, much like maybe naming characters after employees of, hey, even if you're an exclusive, don't like don't make your chest look like an Xbox or don't put like MS on somebody's jacket to be cool. Even if you think you're an exclusive for now, unless uh, you're wholly owned, in which case make that pirate ship look as much like an Xbox. <laughs> you never know. See oh, if teams will so come stupid. to the Sony platform someday and you'll be a weird ship <laughs> walking around with an Xbox chip. God, if, if people have not seen, there are a bunch of ship trinkets in Sea of Thieves that just straight up make your ship look like an original Xbox, not even like a recent Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> like the first Xbox. Oh, it's ridiculous. Just that big glowing ass fucking it's X. Like those jewel, the gem looking buttons. The, yeah. The, the red, green, blue, and yellow buttons like all over the place on that thing. It's just 
It's choice. Uh, um, choice. Yeah. What anyway, like Alan Wake is a cool game, right? Yeah. People like Alan Wake. I like Alan. I I still like Alan Wake. I don't know that I could go back to it. I've tried to go back to it a couple times. It mm-hmm. does not. I don't think it. I don't think the gameplay was the strong suit. No. In the day. No, I great concept. Gotten, I, I I don't think I ever finished to go the original to. Alan Wake. I played a decent amount of the early section of that game multiple times, but I've never gotten super deep into it. Yeah, I, I played through the whole game and both of the DLCs. And also, this is a great example of a game that hid its real ending in the second DLC mm. of two. Like, the the actual game just ends on a fat cliffhanger. Yeah. And then the two DLCs came out and worked very good, but also you kind of needed to play them to get the whole thing. And this uh, includes and, a DLC, right? Yes, and now you're in luck because this remaster will have all of it. And they're doing they're doing some work to it. They didn't say what exactly. Hmm. Um, like I think Sam Lake wrote a blog post where he talked about. Also, he wrote it on the sudden stop alanwake.info, which I guess is an old school remedy Alan Wake fan site. Nice, <laughs> which I think is kind of amazing. That's funny. He's just straight up like oh, it felt appropriate to announce this remaster on this website, which has been like a long time. Remedy community fan site, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, that's neat of him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They they said like they're gonna re- redo the character model and cinematics and some stuff like that. So, so maybe this is where I got the word choice from. <laughs> some choice next generation upgrades. He says, oh. including the character model of Alan Wake and the cinematics. So yeah, um, Epic I believe is helping them get this out the door. Yes, this is on the Epic Game Store on PC. And, you know, Epic's got that longer-term publishing deal with Remedy, so, you know, it certainly leads you to ask, will there be another Alan Wake game? Well, Alan Wake's technically now part of the Control-verse, yes. right? Well, they're all part of the Rem- Remedy-connected universe, or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. So, But, like, Max Payne hasn't showed up in, you know, Control no, yet. No, no. Yet. Take-Two would have something to say about that. Yeah. What? Who who is Remedy? What is a Remedy now? Are they are they just independent studio? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. no 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 bigger company over them. Well, Five hundred five put out Control, right? They publish Control, yeah, yeah but, but they but they have no like forty percent ten cent investment. Uh, or, they, I, I so. thought they did actually get some kind of investment recently, but I can't remember who it was. I don't know if that's the case. I could just be mixing up with a million other studios that yeah. got investments from other things. I don't I don't remember that. Okay. But yeah. It's just it's hard. It's like they're few and far between, right? Like like just kind of wholly owned independent studios now. Yeah. Especially um, one the size of Remedy or that has been around, I should say, as long as Remedy. Yeah. I actually don't know how big they are. Control was rad. It was arguably their best game ever so yeah I, I would agree to with see that. what else uh, remedy has up its sleeve a new alan wake would require some touch-ups on the gameplay end but also there aren't enough games that are just straight up stephen king novels so i would be down for more of that <coughs> excuse me sorry the i have um one last bit of information about this mm-hmm. in according to wikipedia in may 2021 it was announced that Tencent acquired a minority stake of 3.8% there you go. of the company. Okay, well, I knew I remembered <laughs> something about that. 3.8 3. is yeah, like pocket a, change. Oh, I know. Yeah. From sales of shares from Ascendo, Ascendo Capital, which still otherwise held 14% ownership in Remedy. Making games is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all expensive. games are made by Tencent now. Certainly. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> They've been out there. Remedy has been pretty open about the financial windfall of going with the Epic Store and the benefits that that 
mm-hmm. uh, provided and stuff like that. So, yes, making games is hard and expensive. And expensive. Okay. Well, as of our recording, that seemed to be the news. That there was, is a PlayStation yeah. event Uh-oh. tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. Yes, or today, depending on when you're listening to yes. this. Yeah. We don't know much about what's going to be there yet. Well, it's big. It's a PlayStation showcase. It's yeah. not a state of play. But we're gonna we're so. gonna try and uh, 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 talk over it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's our plan. Yeah, it's forty minutes. Um, forty minutes of only the finest in Sony computer entertainment. We'll find out how yeah, many I mean, of these games are still coming to PS4. They haven't done a quote unquote PlayStation showcase since last year, which is where they were showing off the PS5 for the first time. So. Maybe gives you some idea of the magnitude of this thing. All right, listen, I can already, I can already hear the the very short nose that I'm going to get when I say this. But PlayStation Five VR, nah. <laughs> okay, that was at least a little more too okay. too far off. Too far off. Okay, yeah. there's like okay. still some, you know, there's still info leaking out about what is going to be in that thing in terms of tech and stuff. But I think okay. it's too far off. Hardware. Man, this, uh, I doubt it. I don't know what else there would be at that point. They got to do something it. with that damn camera. Like, nah, not yet. They <laughs> don't. Nope. They extremely don't. Uh, they, yeah, they will do something with it. Forget it. Forget that it exists. I did. I did uh, play Rhombus of Ruin on my with got out my old PS4 camera. Hooked with up the, the adapter. adapter. And, yeah, did yep. the whole thing. Yep. All right. Well, that, that new camera is not stereoscopic, so it wouldn't work with VR. Mm. It's just got the one lens. Ugh. What are we doing? Mistakes were made. Making short-sighted decisions about VR so, development. And some on my part for buying yeah, that yes. stupid camera. Don't buy launch accessories. I mean, yeah. I only bought my PSVR because I got it on some mega sale around Black Friday a few no, years PSVR, ago. No, PSVR, yeah. I think, is a great value. But I ain't hooking that co- shit back up. No, yeah, maybe not. Uh, my, uh, I had told my kids that the PSVR no longer worked, and then they saw it out because I played Rhombus of Ruin. <laughs> they called they called me out on it hard. Dad's a liar. They, oh, I got it working briefly, and then it yeah. <laughs> crapped out again. It was weird. When you yeah. asked me about it, you know, I thought to myself, well, I should try and get it working for you, my children. That's right. And That's right. unfortunately, I wasn't able to. Oops! Looks like I just smashed it on the floor and broke it. I mean, it's just such a it takes up so much room on the en- entertainment cabinet. Uh, the entertainment, I should say the table we have there that is just mostly wires hanging off of it. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that's the news and that's going to do it for this week's show. The games we talked about this week, artful escape fist forged in shadow torch lake golf club wasteland. Uh, and then we have some news and some more psychonauts psychonauts, the gift that keeps on giving. Mm hmm. Uh, if you want to go support us, you can just by listening to this year podcast saying and having good thoughts that really, that I feel it. It uplifts yes. me. Um, you can, you can come watch us on uh, twitch.tv slash next lander. Go check our stuff out on YouTube, or you can go over to patreon.com slash next lander where there are all sorts of goodies and tears. We do try to do most of our streams, uh, free, but we do have some fun rewards for people to ba- for backing us and podcasts pod- podcasts perhaps you've heard of them content um, <laughs> and uh, uh it probably goes without saying but i'm gonna say it anyway we can't do this without your support so please if you want if you can 
I know there's a lot of other shit going on, so listen, we could be level with you here. But uh, if you can, <laughs> we'd love it if you can come support us. Yes, please put yourself first. <laughs> yes, and others, maybe. Also, but also <laughs> I, I feel a little bit like infantilizing or condescending when I say that because like you assume normally people would do that, but. No, it's, it's very hard for us to come ask you to come uh, support us with so much else going on in the world. Yes, it but, is. Um, it's a we, lot out we, there. We cannot do this without you, so thank you for everybody who has been able to come support us. And that being said, if you go over to the Patreon, there is a Patreon tier called the Mysterious Benefactor tier. And they get a shout out on this here podcast. And I, Vincent Joseph Caravello, I'm going to try and read your name here. Um, Joseph? Joseph. Whoa. Joseph. This is Joseph Anthony, if you want my, um, if wow. you want the conf- confirmation wow. name. Your double middle yeah. name. Yep. Uh, Google already has it. Everybody can find it out there. All right. Listen, I apologize if I mess up your name. I'm very sorry. I don't, I don't speak well. And my wife always yells at me for inserting vowels and sounds where they don't belong when I try to read words. So I apologize. All right. This week's mysterious benefactors as of this recording are Rob M. Nelson LeBlanc. James Smith, Skywarp, G-Chap, J-Liner, Brian D, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Jack Eineker, Malone Hart, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, J.M., Ben Murden, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejski, Matt, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, Joseph Reagan, Quinto, John McInnes, The Bunny Fiend, Casey Shaughnessy, John B., Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Stephen Olkovic, Jad Rita, Statics, Robo Jeebus, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Ninja Ducky, Anders Bouge, eh? Devin Maestro Hall, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Blood Emblem, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Teepkin, It Me JP, Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, Adam Bilo, Rick Button, and Tyler Treese. I like that the Bunny Fiend has become our norm from Cheers. We the see the name, we all celebrate really, the Bunny Fiend! <laughs> I mean, how, how, how can you not? The Bunny Fiend. Thanks again, everybody, for helping us out and getting out there and spreading the good word about Nextlander. Go out there. Next time you're out there, well, no, not the next time you're out there. <laughs> when you're inside and uh, you're talking to somebody, you know, and just being like, what's good? What's hot out there? And you're like, you know, Nextlander. They play things like The Ripper, you know, a game we're playing, uh, playing on Thursday. Uh, and they're going to be talking over uh, this PlayStation showcase. And that's going to be interesting. And on Friday, we're going to get together. And so we're still TBD on that. We're and, going uh, to play insert video game here. I love insert video game, especially when it's here. Yes. Uh, so you can go check out that. And then um, uh, uh, Brad and Alex and one Will Smith. And I'm just going to leave it there. Will Smith mm-hmm. on the Ramble cast. Which Will should, Smith? Should, should you eat ice cream in a movie theater? No. No. No, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Should, and, you, uh, watch, should yes. you watch Star Trek Picard? 
No! Should you watch Star Trek the Animated Series? Sounds like a yes. Are you t- wait, the Animated Series or Lower Decks? Either or. I mean, they are both animated series. Is there really a Star Trek called Lower Decks? Yes, there's a new animated series called Lower Decks. Sounds like a porn. All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That really... That's... Not real. That's one of those... Thanks for joining us, everyone. (laughs) It's been real. It has been real. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Next week? Hey, did I mention... Find video games coming out, always coming out next week, and the end of this week, even more of those fine game- wow. video games. They are, uh, they are um, ramping it up. If you noticed, cool. the, the releases are games. ramping up. Video so, games, they're back. They're back. Some so, might say they never left. I'd say that. Thanks everybody for listening. Big old hug, and we'll see ya next week. <laughs>